Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium as we get ready to talk about the Lightning, playing some of the best hockey in the league right now. Talk a little bit about the Rays offseason negotiations and uh, stadium talk. And also, of course, the Bucks looking to host the G-Men here on Monday night. The number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly dogs, friendly desserts craft beer and cocktails and a lot more and if you're looking for entertainment we've got it national holidays food events live music karaoke cornhole and live team trivia check out our full menu on facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com sports is back and we've got that too the landing bar and grill off lithia Pinecrest in valrico the landing bar and grill land as strangers depart as friends now, now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 Welcome back, sports fans. JimmyBSports.com and shoot me an email. Uh, if you want to talk about the Lightning, about the Rays, about the Bucks, or anything else regarding to sports, let me know. We'll try to squeeze that in. I want to start the show talking about the Lightning right now. They're probably one of the hottest teams in the league. Last um, 10 games, they're 7-1-2. and two. Great win against the Flyers on Thursday night in overtime in a shootout. Uh, talk about the shootouts. Three on three hockey. Whoever came up with that idea, really, it's fun to watch. Um, when it came down to it, Vasilevsky did a great job when he had to, especially after we're down 2 nothing. Uh, the Flyers got the jump on us, and uh, they went up. Point came back, scored on a power play goal, and then Matthew Joseph, who's really coming into his own, uh, he used to have a hard time finishing, you know, maybe getting a little excited there around the goal. He's always, one, he's one of those players that is always around the goal or around the puck, and this year it seems as though he's really being able to slow things down and uh, see the game a little better, and, um, you know, in doing so, he's uh, had a Great game last night as well. Of course, Stamkos, you know, no one's playing better than Point and Stamkos right now. But, um, you know, Joseph always moving and you know, finishing the moves now. And Stamkos being Stamkos came down. We had a 4-3 win uh, in the shootout. And I'll tell you what, that puts our record currently at 15-9. and nine. Like I said, the last couple games, 7-1-2 and two in the last 10 games. We're uh, improving. We're coming into our stride right now. We got off to a slow start, but that was to be expected. Now a little bit of a hangover from the Stanley Cup win. So as we come back into our own, it's going to be exciting to see this team really get better as each week goes by. And uh, if you look, um, I know that we have couple good games coming up. So looking at the Lightning right now, if you talk about what they're doing right and what they need to improve on, I think that with two the next two games being home here, it's a it's a short homestand, four o'clock today and then um, five o'clock tomorrow, I believe. All we need to do is keep on 
uh, improving, getting comfortable with the lines. I know with Kucherov, it makes a difference, him not being there. So anytime there's an injury or uh, someone's out of the lineup for whatever reason it may be, it, it changes the dynamics of not just that line, but sometimes the whole rest of the lineup for that team. So we're getting, uh, I think, to the point right now, a little bit more comfortable with Kucherov out. And he'll be back, I believe, right after the Olympic break. So all we need to do is uh, keep on getting better each week. Our defense, uh, there's going to be some lapses. If that's the one thing that wins championships, whether it be last year or the year before that, as we went back to back, our defense is what stood out. And I look for that to get better as the year goes on. Love to hear your thoughts. Again, 877-448-7901. Coach Cooper was saying, no, a win's a win. And um, the overtime games, it really puts a little bit of uh, more excitement into the game, especially with that three-on-three scenario. Like I said, whoever thought of that is really uh, to be commended, in my opinion, because you go out there and play three-on-three hockey in overtime, it kind of just increases the stress level to what's already there. Um, so anyway, I think that we're doing the right things as the team for the Lightning, and I'm confident that we're uh, back on the right track after a slow start right now. I believe we're uh, seventh in the um, in the uh, Eastern Conference behind Florida, the Maple Leafs, uh, Carolina, Washington, uh, the Rangers, I believe, as well. So uh, as long as we can stay in this top seven, top eight, and keep on improving, we'll be fine. If you disagree, that's fine. Check in. Let me hear what you have to say. And um, we'll talk more about the Lightning in the upcoming weeks. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about some baseball now. We talked a couple weeks ago. I said I would, I would expand a little bit on what I was talking about with the Rays staying down here in the Tampa area. As you all know... Being in St. Pete right now with the lease on that stadium through 2026, 2027, although it's still six years away, things are being put in place now and being talked about to be able to solidify the Rays staying here locally. I really think that they do need to stay locally. I'm confident that Major League Baseball wants a team in Tampa Bay area as well. So I think saying those two things, it's just a matter of what the dynamics of the team ownership is going to look like. In my opinion right now, we have one of the best teams in baseball for the last several years, playing in the worst location that they possibly could be and in the worst stadium, uh, the stadium especially. I mean, it is, when you go there, you know, it's fun watching baseball outside on natural grass and if there's elements to deal with, you know, so be it. Obviously, you don't want to be in, you know, 100 degree weather um, in, a, in a rainstorm, but for the most part, being outside watching a baseball game is better than being inside watching the baseball game, all things considered. So in that stadium, in the TROP, in that location in St. Pete, um, despite those factors against us, we've still managed to produce one of the best teams in baseball the last several years. Going forward, um, if you've been listening, what's going on? There's negotiations with um, the Rays' ownership, especially Sternberg, 
to do a sister stadium up in the Montreal area. They applied for uh, broadcast rights up there this past week, and you know nothing's been granted at this point. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Tampa is going to build a stadium. It's going to be in Ybor City, and they're not going to do the uh, sister city program, whether it be Montreal or any place else. It doesn't make sense. The, 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 the teams don't want to do that. The players don't want to do that. Their families don't want to do that. And I really don't think that um, – it's going to be a good situation if, in fact, that's the route that they try to go. Conversely, having a stadium here has all has all the right ingredients to bring success to the area, not just on the baseball field, but you know, as far as any type of uh, revenue for local businesses. I mean, the Rangers just put a stadium in Arlington. And they're charging, you know, one and a one and a half percent tax on on food, on concession stuff. So you can go in there and, and do something like that. Some people say you have to have a roof on the stadium. Um, you know how much more that would cost? Not really sure at this point. But when you have teams in areas like Nashville and um, you know Portland and Montreal, who are all trying to get. Uh, franchises, it may be better for the current ownership right now to purchase one of those franchises, one of those places to go um, and let someone buy the race. Maybe local ownership, someone can step up and go ahead and uh, keep the Rays here and do what they have to. Now, don't forget you have the entertainment district down there. Um you know, you can get some creative ideas to be able to make everything work. I do feel that the stadium is going to be in Ybor City, and I do think that um, most of the seats will probably be covered. I would say it's going to be an open-air stadium. And, you know, don't forget with the revenue sharing that MLB has, they're getting 60 to $70 million a year as far as, as far as that goes. So there's not... Um, you know, a lack of funding, if you will, for the race to go ahead and do something. I've touched a little bit about the lawsuit with the owners right now amongst themselves. Sternberg's the majority owner. You have minority owners who filed um, a lawsuit. It's not a, um, it's all public knowledge uh, a while ago regarding some misappropriation in their opinion of some funds or whatever it might be. So those are things right now is that progresses. There's going to be more of an impetus for the current ownership of Sternberg as the majority owner to go ahead and put some things in place. Now you say it's now six years away, which is true. And things are going to change, I think, several times between now and then. But one of the things that I don't think will change will be the uh, the new proposed location, which makes all the sense in the world. And they're going to probably at some point shoot down the sister city idea. I mean, and don't forget at this point, neither city, whether it be Montreal or Tampa, is excited about funding any type of projects. So you have a better chance of getting one 
area, that area being Tampa, to fund the project if you have to, to a point, rather than having two cities have to fund the project to make one entity work. And I think that, like I said, as things progress, Sternberg is being more reasonable, seeing some of the writing on the wall, and I think he's going to um, come up with some more money, whatever he needs to do to be able to make that work. I'd love to hear your comments on that. If you want to go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email, let me know your thoughts on that. You know, you talk about the cost of the stadium, we're talking $700, $800 million for something like that. Uh, The Seminole Hard Rock made it a point to say that they're interested in uh, being a part of the naming of the stadium. So now that 800 million goes down to maybe, you know, 600 million. So now we're talking maybe 400 from the raise, 200 from some uh, city funding, however they can put it together, some business funding, and that can become a reality. And it can get done in a shorter time than having to wait the the six years or seven years until the lease expires. You can build a stadium. Once that gets done, then you just do a buyout of the lease, of the current lease in St. Pete, and then let you know, the people that own the land and stadium in St. Pete go ahead with their uh, development. So that's my that's my take on what's going on with the Rays right now. Uh, you know, you talk to Ken Hagen, who's a city manager, and talking with um, people that have been close to the negotiations all along, you get the sense that they are moving along. So I think it's a good thing for us as Rays fans. And, um, you know, when you get a chance and you're talking to people, get their opinion and find out where they stand with everything and if they would consider, uh, you know, maybe paying a little more in taxes to be able to have the Rays stay. Maybe they would say no, but uh, it would be good to find out. Talking a little bit about the Rays on the field, they've offered uh, Wander Franco um, a contract, uh, 10 years, somewhere between 150 and $200 million, which is definitely well-deserved on his part. Um, my understanding is, is that Franco's corner will come back with a, um, a counter negotiation in the next week, and hopefully they can put something together and tie up this young man for uh, as long as they need to. He's definitely well worth the investment at this point. And when doing that, you're going to probably have to do something for um, Randy Rosarina as well. Congratulations to him on being the American League Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was in the running along with the aforementioned Franco. And uh, both of them had great seasons. And hopefully they can still stay in Ray's uniforms in the uh, seasons to come. Again, 877-448-7901. Let me know your thoughts. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. You are in the gymnasium. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking about the Buccaneers. 
back-to-back -back losses are very uncommon down here in this neck of the woods in the recent years. And I believe that the uh, Bucks are going to right the pirate ship this weekend, if you will, on Monday night when the Giants come to town. Um, I, I was looking at the odds. It's 11, 11 and a half point favorite for the Bucks. I... Uh, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I think that's a very uh, generous line, if you will. Uh, the Giants are not a bad team. I think that if you look at what they've done recently, they've um, won two out of the last three games, and I think that uh, they've been in lost a lot of the games that they've lost by a couple of points. They could very easily have six wins and be six and three, the same as the Bucks are right now. Uh, what happened the last couple of weeks? Well, quite honestly, uh, Brady did not play all that well. Um, call it like I see it. I, I think that he got hit early in the game against Washington. And whether or not that affected him, it sure looked like it did from my vantage point. A couple times during the game after that hit, uh, Evans, uh, he was open a few times, I think. I saw Godwin that uh, was open also that were normally pretty easy check down completions for Brady and I just didn't get the job done. So uh, it's a team team game, obviously. So uh, team loss and I'm sure they had a week of practice. Coach Arians wasn't happy going as far as to say it, um, a quote dumb team. Uh, if you remember last year, around the same time, Arians was saying some things about Brady and uh, whatnot, and then things just um, got a heck of a lot better very quickly, and the Bucks went on their historic roll. This year, I don't, I'm not saying that Arians is trying to you know, replicate what he did last year. I think he's pretty much just calling out what he saw in the game. And, you know, we can't go out and... Um, be hesitant against teams that we should definitely be able to beat. I mean, we definitely should be able to beat the Redskins. So uh, with the Giants coming to town with the same type of record that Washington had last year, uh, I said Redskins, I meant the Washington football team, excuse me. With Giants coming to town, I think, they're still called the Giants, right? All right, good. With the Giants coming to town, I think that we're going to see a more balanced attack from our running game, we're going to be able to run on the Giants a little bit more than I think other teams have been able to. And we're also going to be able to pass. Uh, the Giants are 17th or 18th ranked in the NFL right now. Um, although we're not going to have Antonio Brown in the lineup uh, for a couple reasons that I'm going to talk about in a second, we are have enough. We do have enough weapons that we don't need to have him in the lineup. We have Evans. Now he may be double teamed more times than not, and if he is, good because I'll take my chances with Godwin any day of the week. I also like Brait going across the middle and OJ Howard as well. Plus, from what I'm hearing, there's a possibility that Brady's favorite receiver of all time, yes, Gronkowski, might be available for Monday night's game. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and, and see what happens. Um, on the other side of the coin, unfortunately, Sherman has been relegated to the injured reserve list. He will not be available. Not sure about um, bunting, if he's going to be around or not. So I think 
what we're looking at, that the Bucks are pretty good at home. Actually, we're four and all this year at home. Typically, don't lose uh, when we're playing. Brady's five and three against the Giants in his career, and I think that right now, when you have someone like Godwin in the slot, the slot is where the Giants really have some issues trying to defend teams, and that's really Godwin's. Um, powerhouse. So I think that we're going to be fine there. And now Evans, uh, he'll be able to get loose for a, a good game as well. And if they're double teaming him, like we mentioned, more openings for the rest of the players. Uh, touching a little bit on Antonio Brown, I'm sure you saw by now the allegations of Brown having a fake COVID card, uh, allegations from his cook. Uh, who used to work with him until he was no his services were no longer necessary. Uh, allegedly, Brown owes him ten thousand dollars or something like that, and that's why the story is coming out that Brown, through his girlfriend, had asked um, the cook Ruiz to go out and purchase some COVID cards. Uh, so that he does not have to get the vaccination. Now, the Bucks are coming out saying that they did their due diligence earlier in the year and that they don't see that any wrongdoing was done. And they, since they did their due diligence, they're going to let the NFL do theirs and see whether the chips may fall with that. My take on it is it doesn't really mean much because Brown's not going to be able to play anyway. So it kind of you know, is a in addition to type of scenario in my mind. And, you know, in, in all reality, you know, you have these players testing positive for something that isn't even affecting them. Amari Cooper for Dallas is going to be out not just this week, but two weeks because he tested positive yesterday. He's unvaccinated, so that means he's got to wait 10 days, which is two games. So he can't play for Dallas because of that. So you're going to hear all next week, well, is he letting his team down by not being vaccinated? And if you're following what's going on in this country with these uh, vaccinations and booster shots and whatnot, more and more of these so-called mandates are being dropped, um, not being upheld. And you're going to see it. I think start to diminish more and more. It's a fluid, it's ever changing. It's a fluid situation with this, you know, COVID over the last couple of years. So therefore any rules that are put in place by the NFL or the, in conjunction with the players association, get together and adjust the rules accordingly. You can go ahead and do that and make it more current to the situation at hand so that it makes more sense. So the NFL is going to do an investigation allegedly to see if, in fact, um, Antonio Brown did, in fact, get some uh, illegal COVID vaccination cards, and then they'll take it from there. So, you know, I would like to know all the people in the NFL that allegedly have cards that are not vaccinated. I'm not going to go through names and uh, juxtapose who I think may or may not be at this point, uh, but I do think that there are a number of people that may claim they have been vaccinated and they are stretching the truth a little bit 
And that's just my opinion. I would love to hear your thoughts. Sports at power at 901.com. Let me know what you think about the Bucks situation this week. We do have some injuries. Like we mentioned, I think that the large number, 11 and a half points at this point for the uh, Bucks being favored comes into f- play because the Bucks lost the last two games and Brady is probably uh, a little bit aggravated to put it in a nice way and that's why the line is so big I do look for it to be a close game but I do think that the Bucks are going to win we'll be right back and talk about some of the other games in the NFL 877-448-7901 you're in the gymnasium and we'll be right back a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation. But let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-284-1349 That's 800-284-1349 Now, now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans Talking some more NFL We already touched on the Bucks and the Giants And what the Bucks need to do With a balanced attack I think that when you look at some of the other games You have the Packers at the Vikings That's an intriguing game From the fact that when they get together These two teams You can throw their records out the window And if Kirk Cousins plays good for the Vikings They may be able to actually beat Green Bay It'd be interesting to see in this one I think the Packers will probably win By about a field goal The Colts and the Bills. Here's a couple teams. Colts are five and five. Bills are six and three. I look for the Bills to really start their ascend right now. The uh, last seven games here of the season. Uh, If you look at what um, Buffalo can do on both sides of the ball, uh, I do think that they're going to give Carson Wentz some problems. And I think that uh, they've outscored their opponents by 145 points this season, which is probably one of the best in the league. So I do look for the um, Colts to have some problems and the Bills to start playing very well down the stretch run here this season. Uh, you have the Saints 5-4 and four at the Eagles, who are 4-6. and six. Uh, This game's pretty evenly matched right now. Uh, Hertz is going on in a hot streak with the Eagles. Again, um... The Saints have a good run defense. So, like I said, being pretty much neutralized, I don't think that Philly is going to be able to beat the Saints. I look for the Saints. Not sure about Kamara, whether he's playing or not, but uh, I, I do look for the Saints to really go out there and uh, play a little bit better against Philly than they did the last couple times. 
And, uh, you know, the Saints, just a little nugget here, are 4-0 and against the spread and 3-1 and outright as an underdog this season. I would take the Saints in this game. If I had to pick one of them, I won't be touching either one, though. Uh, Ravens at the Bears. Ravens 6-3, and Chicago 3-6. and Um I think Jackson's just going to run, run, and then run some more. Uh, you know, the receiver, Marquise Brown, he's had three 100-yard receiving games this season. Um, so I think that overall, I don't think the Bears can slow the Ravens down. And I look for uh, the Ravens to win by at least a touchdown. Uh, Washington football team at the Panthers. Washington's three and six, Panthers five and five. I think that if you look at Christian McCaffrey being back right now, he's starting to play at a high level again. The Panthers are going to be starting Cam Newton. And I think that the momentum is riding with the Panthers right now. And especially when you have um, Chase Young getting hurt for Washington and being out. So I look for the Panthers to win that one. Uh, Texans 1-8 at the Titans. Tennessee is definitely one of the best teams right now in the league. I, I look for Tennessee to win this game fairly easy. Uh, enough said about that one. Uh, you look at the Lions 0-8-1 thanks to their efforts in Pittsburgh last week. You're playing at the Browns. Browns are 5-5. Five and five. Browns are a heavy favorite in this one, 11.5 point favorite. I do think that the Browns will be getting Nick Chubb back from uh, the COVID-19 protocols. Uh, so I think that I don't see how the Lions can keep their streak of tying teams alive in this one. I look for Cleveland to win at least by a touchdown, probably 10 points. Uh, 49ers at Jaguars. Uh, 49ers have a short week. Uh, I look for Garoppolo to come out and pretty much do what he needs to do against the, the defense of Jacksonville. He'll find George Kittle a couple times like he did uh, the last game and their nice win this past week. So I look for the 49ers to win that one. Dolphins 3-7, and seven, Jets 2-7. and seven. Uh, They're looking to see who's going to be getting the top pick in the draft, and you have the Bengals five and four, and the Ravens five and four should be a decent game. Um, I look for Derek Carr actually to have a big game on Sunday in this one. I'm not sure if the um, their pass rush can get after Burrow and the Bengals, but I do think that the Raiders are going to bounce back and uh, win this game. That's a four o'clock game. Big one people are talking about are the Cowboys and the Chiefs. That's a 425 game tomorrow. Uh, Kent City is a slight favorite at home. I do look for this one to be probably one of the better games this weekend. Of course, you have, you know, Mahomes versus Dak Prescott. As we mentioned earlier, um, the receiver, Amari Cooper, is out for the Cowboys on um, COVID-19 protocol, he's actually going to miss two games, not just one, but two. Mahomes has been sacked 17 times this year. Um, you know what? I, I think that Dallas can go out there and really make this an interesting game at the Chiefs. Uh, I think that even though the Chiefs are favored, you um, might want to look at this one if you go to bet and take the Cowboys 
uh, plus the two and a half or three points if you want some action on that one. Cardinals eight and two at the Seahawks three and six. I think after Wilson uh, came back, tried coming back from his finger surgery, um, really didn't do too well. Kyler Murray will be um, most likely a game time decision for the Cardinals. I think that the Cardinals can win this one with or without Murray. We'll see what happens in that one. And then the night game tomorrow will be the Steelers uh, at the Chargers. Chargers are uh, a favorite in this one. Um, I'm not sure at this point if the Steelers will be starting Mason Rudolph or Roethlisberger. So the Chargers defense has to prepare for both uh, the Steelers running game, Najee Harris, and uh, Eckler for uh, the Chargers, I think, are both going to have some big games in that one. And I do look for the uh, Chargers to win. So that's the wrap-up of all the games this week. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Uh, sports at Power901.com. I think that if you look at everything that's going on right now uh, in the NFL, it should be a good weekend of uh, football as we uh, get into the uh, last home stretch, if you will, last third of the season. I think you're going to see more teams um, trying to get healthy again, the Bucks being one of them. It'll be interesting to see Monday night how the Bucks come out after suffering two losses. I do, I do believe that they're going to be prepared. I do believe it's going to be a uh, fairly close game. And I think that Godwin is going to have a huge game for the Bucks, and we're going to win and uh, get to 7-3 and three and stay atop that NFC South division. Guys, that's all the time we have. Uh, it always goes by too fast. Anything you want to talk about next week, we're going to hit on some college football, uh, the top four teams. Uh, that's uh, That just goes up and down each week. Of course, you have Michigan State and Ohio State playing today. It uh, should be a, a decent game, despite, I, I don't understand, the, the huge spread favored by Ohio State, but we'll have to wait and see what happens in that one. As always, have a great weekend. Get ready for Thanksgiving and spend some time with family and friends. Hopefully the weather stays nice and everyone's healthy. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. This is Jimmy B saying, see you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show. You have been in the gymnasium. Mm-hmm.